Hey everybody, what's going on? It is another Friday night. We are up here at Churchill Smoke Shop. It is latest night. It's Friday night. And we got a queen in the healing. She early. It's a full moon. There'll be some weird shit all night. <laughs> and as always, got my right hand man, my partner in crime, Mr. P. Powell to the third part, Mr. Presser Powell the third. And we have a special guest, the king of the scounds, Mr. Paul Gates. Fellas. Dude, what's going on, man? Happy Friday. Happy Black Friday yeah. to you. Glad to How have you on the Good Brothers. Brothers. How y'all doing? Good Brothers podcast. Let everybody know what we're smoking tonight. I'm smoking one of the Queen of the Hills, La Bruna Negra. You know, God smoked one of her cigars this week. Okay. Yeah, I'm smoking okay. a, I'm smoking a, uh, a leaf. And here's the lady herself. G. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm smoking a uh, Flathead by KO 660, one of my favorites. Okay, you got the small block. Yes, small block, baby, not a big block. And then a big block. And Chad, you smoking a big block, huh? Oh, well, no, I bought block. one. No, no actually, yeah, I'm smoking a Liver Series bro. G. Oh, okay, so okay. Got to be all day flight for that. <laughs> oh, okay, then. You know, that's what I do. Paul, Paul what you drinking that? Because you were showing me all the whisperer. Hey, I, I got something new that I was told to try out at the quarters. It's called the whisperer. Yeah, hold it up. Uh, it's, it, it's double oaks. I'm sorry about the lighting, but it's double oaks. Um, and it's a small batch, triple distilled. It's really good. Uh, did you get some yet? Yeah, I've been to try it. I started, you know, at, at, you know, drinking wine today till I get over there with Tad to hit that Tito's. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, we heard you but, loud. But before I go and uh, before I go and grab the Tito's, I'll come and get a squig of it and see what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, it's really. Hey, be honest with you, I'm surprised for the price point. It's really smooth. It don't have a bite at all to it. Mm -hmm. So it really surprised me. I know I'll be getting another bottle. Oh, it was a good deal, good deal. Well, so if you had to pair it, what would you pair it with? What's the guy you pair it uh, with? You could, actually, it's so mild. You can pair it with basically anything. Anything you want to smoke with a Bano, uh, Maduro, whatever. Cause you can have a Connecticut with it, whatever. Um, so, I mean, it's just that it's that light. It's not a heavy drink. It's really all you need is ice. You don't need no mixer, no nothing. Okay. I, I, I let you try it, Chad. I appreciate that. Yeah, we get we get sweet there. But Duke, since we got you on there, the Mr. Paul Gates, we call him Duke, as he said. Uh, Chad called him earlier, the King's Gown. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about about the uh, cigar group you and your partner in Memphis started. Uh, what was the third bottom? Uh, the bottom third. Bottom uh, third. Me, bottom third. That's right. Three other gentlemen, man. I moved to Memphis about four years ago. Of course, I'm gonna go to every cigar shop there is. Right. So when I live in Cordova. There's about four or five cigar shop there, and I met these, and we just had a good conversation. We just kept on linking up. Mm -hmm. uh, became good friends, great friends. Mm -hmm. um, and we decided to start a group called the Bottom Third. Actually, right. the Bottom Third is also a cigar line we're going to be starting really soon um, in a few months. We, we test a couple of blends from some guys uh, locally that's international. Uh, so... Uh, I don't want to say that the name of the company, but it, it's a good company, and they've be out, been out for at least 10 years. Okay. So um, it's been – we had a, a tasting up there, and also we threw a a, 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 a tasting party there last year um, mm -hmm. at um, Smoker's Abbey up there in Memphis, actually okay. in Cordova. So it, it, 
the test went really well. So we're just waiting for it. You know, it's a lot of clearances. It's, it's a learning thing right now because I didn't know it was like a lot of licensing, a lot of clearances. Yeah. You know, you yeah. gotta uh, we gotta protect our name and things like that for the right. for the bleeding. So, um, so uh, is it, are y'all going Dominican or Nicaraguan? Or Honduran? It's Nicaraguan right now, uh -huh. uh, but we're gonna have a, at least three or four lines after that. So, um, and we're trying to get a a, a cigar shop as well. So that's down a pipeline. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been looking at properties in Birmingham and Memphis, so uh, mm -hmm. that's coming down the pipeline as well. But you know, it's 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 a work in progress. That's good deal, good deal. I know you can find you guys on Facebook, uh, the bottom yes. third crew. Just look for the, like the bottom third crew. Um, it's it's a you know, guy from all walks of life. You know, the hot cigars bring people from all walks of life around, all ages, all cultures around, and you can just have a conversation about right. anything. You, you don't even have to talk about cigar. You can talk about anything. Right. Politics, cars, uh, religion, whatever. That's what cigars do. That's what cigars do. Yeah, they have a great conversation with somebody you virtually do not know anything about. Right. And that's the great thing about cigars. That is. It's, it's a place for congregation and bring people together. That's you know, that's that's what the Good Brothers all about. Chad and the, you know, one thing we like to do, man. Once y'all get y'all blend going, go ahead and let's do a taste in here and uh, do it for Soul City Smoke Fest. You know, that, okay, that, that's for sure. That works. That, that was part of the plan. Um, yes. you know, that was part of the plan because the They will. They will come out. And 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 have their blends, their blends out for tasting in the shop. That's what I like about it. Never mind traveling, come to meet us wherever. So that's that's cool. That that'll be real good. That'll that'll work. There. But Duke, we just want to make sure you get you introduced. So Tally, let's get to something you had mentioned earlier. To talk a little bit more about, you know, you know, on on Sundays, you know, we have Doc here, and we sit around the bar and we talk about. And Tad mentioned something last week. We were talking about mental health. Tad, you want to get some insight when we were talking about oh, when yeah. it comes to mental health? Oh, yeah. We were talking about what happens. Um, Preston brought up a conversation what happens with the mind when the mind, when the body is stagnant or the body is at uh, at risk. Not meaning risk like like you're in a coma or what happens when you dream or, or when you mm -hmm. sleep like that. We were talking about, you know, What's that right. inner voice that you hear? Right. Um and, and, and things like that, those subconscious things or unconscious things right. that 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 we hear um in our minds. And you know, a lot of times because of things I'm 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 a very spiritual person, so you know, especially if you have people in your life you're very spiritually connected to outside right. of the emotion, outside of the physical. You know, but spiritual is also it transcends all all elevations of earth, time, and space. Right. Well, you know, the, the thing I thought was interesting because you know, Doc's a neuroscience is talking about the conscious medical side, then the subconscious, which there is no real true medical definition for your subconscious, other than everybody knows it's there, everybody knows it's active. Right. I guess you can tell the parts of the brain that are active. But you can't tell what's actually going on. 
Yeah, you can't control it. You cannot control it. Yeah. No, you can't so, see it either. Can't see it, can't feel it, can't touch it. But everybody it's knows it's there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but actually, so. you can feel it. You can as you can't feel the physical touch. You can feel it from uh, an autonomic standpoint or a somatic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't feel it from a necessarily a physical standpoint unless you know you get into those things. To my feeling, you know, you might your body, hey, your really? heart, might, you might have anxiety. Your your, your chest might your chest might tighten up. That those sort of things because mm-hmm. of anxiety. Uh, you know that deals with events that cause significant. Those events, which we call these significant emotional events, are C, which also can cause significant emotional change. And that significant right. emotional change can cause different emotions and feelings and thoughts, stuff like that, too. Okay. That's it. That's good. That's good. Paul, you lit it up in there, huh, dude? <laughs> That's light now. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Marina blessed me with the light. I appreciate her for that. All right. Good deal. Good deal. But yeah, Ch- Chad, that's very that's very insightful because I think a lot of times, as I mentioned to you earlier, you know, one, you know, I want to always have you know some level of communication on this mental health issue because you know I think that's one of the biggest undercurrents we have going on in society today is people dealing with their mental health. You know, like like uh, Marshawn Lynch say, protect your mentals. You know, it just <laughs> you have that's a real deal. It, it that's is, real it deal. Is. and then you know, and the way society is now, where you know, we learned coming up, you know, through experiences and things like that and dealing with people. Today, it, with the Internet and social media, you, you, you can actually see things getting out of whack where people yeah. are not, not being able to maintain any kind of order, you know, hierarchical order to their lives and things like that. I, I, I hear some of the most outrageous stuff spoken by people online that you kind of you, you think they said well you can't believe that 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 but they believe yeah. it. it just you know and it just it's, it's like damn near the internet is a mental illness itself a mental well, illness well you know go ahead go ahead Jay, I'm sorry. no you go ahead paul i you so you know back when we were coming up in the 80s and 70s and you know early 90s mental health for people of color was a stigma yeah, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it at all. I mean, we didn't like associate with it. Let's matter. Really, we're really severely mental health incapacitated. So now, which is good, we 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 kind of kind of tell those signs of mental health issues that we have within our culture and outside our culture. Um, Go I ahead, Paul, boy. Go ahead with that one. I like oh, that. Yeah. Well, well you know, I, you know, I worked in mental health for several years, like. And I just recently started the mental health program in a prison in, in, in Arkansas. So, so I did a pilot program for the state of Arkansas, and I was over that, implementing that. So now that we started a program at that particular prison, now they're going to do it all over the state. Oh, good. They're going to have the, the, the inmates there and the prisoners there because before that, it was virtually no mental health coverage in the state of Arkansas for inmates. So you can tell how dangerous that is. You're locked up uh, 23 and 1, sometimes 24 hours a day when that can do your mental health. It's very debilitating. Yeah, so yeah. you got to think about that. And since we started a program, it, it just changed. We say that suicide, but suicide rates. Since I left there, you know, I can tell you that's when I left there. 
Right. Uh, and, you know, me all these years. You can tell the time. You can look at the hey, that person's not sure. That person's not sure. the right time. Yeah. You can kind of, it, it's just a thing you can pick up on. And yeah. so that's what's great about the good thing about social media is, is teach people the bad thing about social media, in my opinion, it's false, false narrative for the young people that they think they can just go out here, become a star on the internet and make it. No, it's not. Right. Yeah. That's not the reality of life. Right. You know, so, <clears throat> and I remember when the first real world came out in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. That changed. That yeah, was first the reality media, that show. Was the catalyst right. for social media change right yeah, there. Yeah. He just wanted to do that and wanted to be a star on, on TV, then it became the internet. And now we have all these internet stars. Of course, some were successful, a small percentage. So like the NFL, NBA, a small percentage of success. But you got other percentage that still think they can make it like that. But it's not a reality for them. Right, right. Yeah. We to, that's what we need to talk about. Like, we need to let young people know, and some older people, that <laughs> <laughs> social media is not going to be your savior. It's just hard work, whatever you do. Right, right. I agree with that. That's good stuff. You know, well, if you go to school, whatever it is, it's just going to be hard work. It works yeah. for some people, not everyone. Yeah. yeah. And to, uh, to expand what Paul was talking about earlier, you know, talking about how when it comes to elements being trickled down to certain generations and things like that, you know, you call that multi-generational projection. So one generation going to do to the to the generation under them what was done before them. Right. And you got some, some you also have something called intergenerational projection where you uh, project all these beliefs on someone in your generation as well. And also with that Entail, entails also is an opportunity with social media now to create a, a pseudo reality uh, where you are able to create a facade uh, right. that's unrealistic, uh, that's not true. Uh, right. A character, if you will, like a like in the, in the Sims, old Sims game. You know, right, so right. basically you're living in a game that you can end up getting hurt in because of this so-called persona, these characteristics you try to portray outside of being who you are. And basically, and then, basically you're in the matrix. Yeah, you're in the matrix. And also right, right, right. Being, being unaccepting of who you are and what you are. I'm chubby. I like to eat. I accept it. Right. I love chicken meat. Now I'm gonna eat chicken meat. <laughs> I accept it. I accept. Well you see a lot of you know I tell you what's a what's a trend now I saw these there's some videos now people talking about like I saw a dude yesterday on Albert Priest said 31 years old I have no friends you know and of course you wow. do that and you get a million people following you and they're telling you to keep your head up which is encouragement but then a lot of it be for like that be facade lies made up just to seek attention I think that's the biggest thing I noticed is this, that if you're one of those people who are an attention seeker the internet is just you know yeah, God you know, I, hey, you know I, I disclose this about myself. Like for many years, I'm I suffer from high function anxiety. Uh-huh. You no, know, those those individuals have anxiety 
quote unquote, according to the definition, love the thrill of the chase. You know, they function in high pressure situations that they love the adrenaline rush and all that, all that sort of things. But you know, for many years, I had a lot of people around me, but I could scream if and I felt like number one would hear me. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So I feel like that's that's why I'm a, I'm considered a loner. Because if you I move by myself. If I was been that way, and I got brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So all that plays a good part in, in into what uh, Duke was talking about earlier, uh, when it comes to social media and the opportunity to create these platforms to make yourself relevant and prevalent. Well, attention seeking. You, you want somebody to say something to you to make you feel good. Right, to stroke your ego. Yeah. Yeah. That all day long. I mean that that's good stuff right there. I mean we, we definitely want to continue those kind of conversations. Uh, I think that'll be good. Just you know, the more brothers talk, especially men, man. You know, there is you know most of us don't you know because it's just nature of a man. It's not something you readily discuss or things like that or readily talk about. So it's important, and that goes back to what Paul said. That's one of the importance of, of a cigar shop itself is where brothers sit down. And one thing about a man, you know, one thing we we respect is that we don't burden each other. You know, what I mean, when we sit down and talk, we sit there and talk. We don't sit around and give each other "woe is me" all day. You come to the right. shop, yeah. well, everybody got their yeah, everybody got something. Everybody got stuff. What we call stuff. Everybody got yeah. stuff. Right. Everybody has baggage, you know what I'm saying? Actually, in this culture of cigars, it have lifted me up. It kept me going. Yeah, to be honest with you, right? Uh, have good people like you know you, Chad, my brothers around here. Yeah, that well, I know. Actually, my brother in Memphis. Huh? It, it's been an uplifting event for me. Right, right. five six years. Uh, right. So I appreciate the culture. You know, so uh, in saying that, like when you were saying about social media, people have a, a million listeners, uh, but they might have 15,000 haters out there that's saying terrible, debilitating things about them. And that's what they focus on. They might have focused on the 965,000 people that love them for these 25, 35,000 people. That Coach, good to see, mate. Good to see. You know, you know why? You know why? And you know, if you don't have a thick skin, like I, we come from a culture at a time in the seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah, our skin is thick. Most of us. Yeah, real thick. Most, we been through some stuff. We fought. We didn't did all kind of stuff. Right. And we learned from it. You know what I'm saying? But this new generation, they skin is thin, man. They, it's really. They don't have that that mental capacity to to take that and say, oh, you know what, I'm not worried about that person. What they say about me? Yes, because that's the mentality I have. Right, you know, right. somebody always hates somewhere. Yeah, but you, you know, know the reason why that is because everyone internalizes external variables. Uh-huh. So, so if if, if you get roasted, uh-huh. like we did in junior high school, and I say, you know, your mama got. Your mama built like a, a a hairy wolf. I got a hairy wolf back. You know, then you internalize. It. You know, what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying. And you be mad at me. We just roast and have a good time, but you internalize. It. You take it personal. 
Your mama got a hair wolf back. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Every time a full moon, she barking, you know, <laughs> she barking at the moon. You know what I'm saying? So you internalize everything. But yeah, uh, but that's true. Instead of being able to process it and, and uh, process it in a manner where you're still able to have, but, you know, uh, positive and social interaction and open communication. Right. Nice. But these days, they don't let it go. They mm-hmm. don't let it go. Mm-hmm. They hold grudge. Because see what that mama really had to have with that. But you know, we you know, back in the you know the eighties, nineties, that's all we did. And unless that's all you did was roast each other. That was a term yeah. of endearment. If, if, if yeah, mama ain't talking good. about you, he didn't care about you. If mama say something about you, he don't care about you. You know, you mad, mad, you mad because your mama potato salad looked like little like potato soup. Yeah. <laughs> you were irrelevant when you talk about you. Yeah, right, right, you know? right. Yeah, that's something you got. You got to share, man. That's just you know. But I think I think it's important that uh that we continue these kind of conversations because at the end of the day, you know, it's about you know being the support system for each other. And that, like I said, that's what cigar shops are. I mean, you it's never a day when you have a down day that you can't come in, bring a bottle, in, have a drink, have a smoke. Somebody gonna come in there and say something hilarious, or you're gonna get involved in the game like the game's going on here today. And it's gonna go. It get your mind off your the monotony of life, you know. Because like, that's like the most Paul important said, part. That's stop. the most important part. Yeah. The most important part is being in a position to provide some type of of mental health support. And you know a little bit more about mental health than you think you do. Right. But I encourage anybody with that thought. I encourage anybody um, to get certified through the Department of Health to become an uh, adult mental first um, adult mental health first aid responder. Get more knowledge about it. I mean, you ain't got to be like me going through school about to lose yeah, your damn mind. Way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's certain things to gain knowledge. That's the main thing because we're all a part of the learning continuum. Mm-hmm. And when you're right. part of learning continuum, everyone can gain knowledge about mental health and mental health awareness. And you ain't got to diagnose. You don't have no ICD-10 codes and, and right. DSM-5, TRV, all that crap I could do. But the main thing is you can learn something because you can see certain signs when a guy's dropping his head every time he says a word or his his tone and inflection drops when he says something. But right. he starts laughing. You know what I'm saying? That those types of things that let lets you know. Those oh, problems is that the person. Exactly. Stoned out look, far away look. Right. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's what yeah. I learned in working in mental health. You know, for years, that's what I learned. You know, it's a certain look, what you look for, people verbiage, um, you know, uh, affects, you know, yeah. if their speech is on or they, you know, can't say a sentence good, you know, mm-hmm. and just all those, all those signs you can pick up, you can pick up on. Yeah, exactly. And I think that really should be incorporated in law enforcement when they go to the academy because everybody's not mental health trained. And that really helps, like law enforcement out in the streets, pick up on that because I know a lot of situations I've seen where if that particular officer was trained in mental health, right, that person may have lived, or that person. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. Instead of using gum, use his taser. You know, it, you know, it just been situations that people train like myself and you, Chad, mm-hmm. and that you can see things. Right and act accordingly. 
to that situation instead of just being scared. Okay, I got to do it out here naked with a knife. He ain't right. Okay? Yeah. So At least have enough sense to call somebody else who's out there that is an expert. Yeah. Well. If you have time. But yeah. now we have alter, you know, alternative uh, ways of subduing a, a person that's in the trench. If you got enough, you got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. Right. But I may not shoot this person to the man if I don't have a thing. I've been praying to the man. Okay. Let me hit your foot. You coming with it? I got to take my foot. Let me hit your foot. Let me hit your your outer arm. It's gonna stop you some some kind of way. You know, if I don't have a taser, but you should have a taser. You know, so I see a lot of officers. Right? They 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 talking about taking away from the police. Defund the police. That's not the answer. Right. You that was dumb in itself. In mental health, what to look for in mental health situations. You know, it's people that crying for help, but they don't know how to. They don't know. They don't know how to do that. Right. So, so I was all gung ho. Just want to, you know, just want to shoot somebody. Not that they want to shoot somebody, but in that situation. You know, it, it's it's a, it's a right, right, right. For that person to live and have a life, okay. You know, that so that makes sense. That makes sense. Good deal. Good deal. Force, Right, I got you. But guys, with that being said, man, it's another Friday night on the hill. I'm gonna come get a little bit of what you what you drinking on, dude. And uh, yeah, I need a shot of that by myself. Myself. Hey, you know, next time, hey, hey, check it out. Dude, you gotta come on next time. So next time we're gonna we're gonna get into this uh this dating relationship thing. We're gonna we're gonna delve do have a little deeper than that. And hey, what gonna, you said you said get into this, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into this dating relationship thing. Oh, you know? oh I got a lot to add to that. A lot. <laughs> But okay. That worked. That worked. That definitely, work. definitely do that, man. man guys, hey. so with that being said, man, you know, I, like I said, I'm smoking the, the LeBrew and Beckridge this week, Queen of the Hill cigar. Good to have my yeah. brother Duke on for the bottom third crew. For so, for so. And for always sure. a Chad Ford, Jackson State Finest. <laughs> <laughs> Salute. Remember to like, subscribe. Get the comment section and give us some thoughts what you think about the mental health. And the, you know, where do we stand on mental health? And you know, and, and everything else that's going on in society today with the advent of the internet and how people are reacting to, to society norm, the new norm, so to speak. The new norm. Yeah. You got anything else before we get out of here? Hey man, look, we need y'all to come up here, you know, because what we're gonna we're gonna try to do is we're gonna try to do a form. We're gonna film it live, take your questions live, you know, have a live, we're gonna create a panel, you know what I'm saying? So y'all come come see us. Uh, grab a smoke, grab a good glass of wine, come see the Queen of the Hills, uh, Miss Rita. She got a lot of good things going on, got a, got a lot of good products to sell. She got a, good, a lot of good words for you, too. So, man, yeah, hey, right. come see. Come see us at, the, at Church the Smoke Shop, man. Come shout see us, y'all. Um, and we appreciate you so much. Shout out to the bottom third. Shout out to the good brothers. Appreciate y'all for having me. Good brothers, man. What's up? We appreciate you. Always, Duke. Always. Man. With that being said, man, we out of here.
Ya, ya. 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 